Hello, you're listening to More Questions Than Answers with your host Adrian Lee, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. We have been nominated in the 2018 Podcast of the Year Awards and we need you to vote for us. If you go to podcastawards.com, we've been nominated in the comedy section and in the people's choice. If you go to podcastawards.com, we would be very grateful if you could vote for us on More Questions Than Answers. Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, why is it all the people that made fun of my calculator watch in high school are now all wearing Apple Watches? This is true, isn't it? These are the same people that said I would never be funny when I grew up. Well, they're not laughing now, are they? (laughs) (laughs) That is a fabulous joke. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your funny host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you, to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. (laughs) We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of The Mysterious Strange, Supernatural, Unusual, Bizarre. And just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week, we put our ear against the bedroom wall. We listen carefully. My mother snores the tune of the last song she heard before she went to bed. It picks and pulls her unconscious mind. Let's see what she listened to before she went to bed. <laughs> That's right. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. She used to be a killer queen, but not so much anymore. Wow. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vesson Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. 
She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Just once, Heather wants to eat dinner with a celebrity who isn't bound and gagged. (laughs) What? Welcome to the show, Heather. What? What? Eh? Maybe they like it. Maybe. Who have you got bound and gagged? Who are you having dinner with? She sat there eating mac and cheese with Johnny Depp tied to a chair. How did you know that's what I was going to say? I love some. (laughs) You love mac and cheese as well. Everybody's winning. And Jason Bateman. I love him too. Okay, this wasn't a list of the people that you want to bind and gag. No, I don't. Mm. Kate McKinnon. (laughs) I also wish to introduce the man and crazy! (laughs) Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realised the only way she'll ever be motivated to go to the gym is if she's in prison. (laughs) Wow. Not going back. Many a true word said, though. Do you do a diamond chino? Maybe. Maybe. Sat in the corner, chained to the walls, living on a diet of bread and cheese and water, even though he's not French. And peanuts. Is Dr. Nathan Bush. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Hi, Adrian. Ever since Nathan installed an ad blocker, he has been depressed. Hot singles in the area are no longer interested in him. <laughs> wow. This is... They're mad. They're bad. They're paranormal. This is Season 3, Episode 18, and we enter the first round we call General Lack of Knowledge, with the mighty incarcerated gong of infinite knowledge, the porridge of statistics, and the detention block of facts. Put your safety goggles on, ladies. You can almost Mm. hear those facts itching and swelling to get out. On this very day... In 1933, the comedian and actress Joan Rivers was born in Brooklyn, New York. So for the first time in the history of MQ, TA Radio, the I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts about Rivers. (laughs) You wondered where that was going, didn't you? I did. The Chocolate River in the film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was actually made from what? There we go. Points to start the game. On a subject well, I, you enjoy. You like your chocolate, don't you? It was supposed to be chocolate. It was supposed to be chocolate. It was a chocolate river. What did they make it from? Mm, I'm thinking really hard. I know. I can hear the cogs going round. I'm just so going to nip out. you're special, special effects. Get you some WD-40. No, I'm asking you what the chocolate river in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory was made from. Chocolate. You're saying... The chocolate river in the film that was a very big river. Oil. Very deep river was actually made from chocolate. Oil and milk. Oil and milk. That would split, <laughs> wouldn't it? I don't think Will oil and milk me. <laughs> you do this to me every week. You yes. put your chips on red and your chips on black. And green. What are you going with? Oil and milk. Oil and milk. <laughs> How's that mixing together? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if oil and milk mixed. Milk is fat globules suspended in water. What do you think's going to happen? We'll see. You're sticking with that, are you? Yep. 
You're a very stubborn woman, Morris. This is what Scorpios have. Mm. Michelle, you've had more than enough time to find the answer to this question. What was the chocolate river in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory made from? Mud and shoe polish. Mud and shoe? What's wrong with you both? <laughs> have you both been on the sauce this early? Yes. <laughs> the correct early. answer, you will be pleased to know, is it was actually made from chocolate. <gasps> Morris! I said that! You give me points. For what? I, I asked said you. It. I said it. We'll go back I and listen to the it. recording. I asked you several times what and your I answer actually was. And I said it three yes. times. Oil. You said oil three or four times in a because row. Because you said you better change your answer, and I did. No, I didn't. I said, are you sure? Which answer do you want? Chocolate. Oh, I say, madam. Wow, it's a bit early for that. And that's why we can't have cameras in the studio. But it was should. made from chocolate, water, and cream, apparently. Mm. And I said milk, you bugger. <laughs> and how's that cream? I'll tell you what, begrudgingly, <laughs> under duress, I don't want to be seen as mean, sexist, racist, or anything else. You're going to get one. Yeah, you Morris, know. you're on one. It's spoilt really quickly under the studio lights and left a really foul smell for weeks, apparently. So it was soured. Rotten split chocolate river that flooded through there, apparently. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I started this now. How many countries around the world do not have a single river in them? Closest one wins. Points seven. will be made. You are going with seven, are you? Yep. Well, would you like to name one? Nope. You're going with nope. So seven and nope. Michelle, how many countries around the world do not have a single river running through them? One. You think one. Morris has won the points. Oh, nice. I think an element of cheating is taking place. It was, in fact, 17. Wow. 17 oh. countries from around the world. One of them would be Saudi Arabia, for example. But there are many, many more. 17 altogether. Just as an interesting fact, Rock County, bottom left-hand corner of Minnesota, is the only county in the whole of Minnesota that doesn't have a lake, which is remarkable when it's the land of 10,000 lakes. There's actually more. Yeah. Yes, there's about Can't fifteen. There's about fifteen thousand, and they couldn't be bothered to name them. Once they'd gone past the fourteenth or fifteenth Long Lake and Big Lake, and they'd had a couple of Collin Lakes and a Gavin Lake and everyone Spring else. Lake. That's the sort of thing. Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> That'd be another one. They just gave up naming them. If you want to name a lake, you could have that as a birthday present. Yes. Do you know you can name parts of the moon after your loved ones? Mm -hmm. and you have a certificate. Name a lake in Minnesota. You could make some money, couldn't you? This is a really Heather good idea. Heather Lake. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love it. That'd Adrian be thick Lake. and muddy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And yours would be dense. No, oh, there we go. <laughs> wow. Nathan's an enabler, of course. Uh, I'm Switzerland. Of course you are. You've got lots of Nazi gold, chocolate, Toblerone. You fight and cookie. I will hold the money. <laughs> wow. And the Swiss flag, of course, is red and white, which is a big plus. Mm. Wow. It's true. There's points to be had. My dad stared at a river and became senile. Oh, God. No. 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 Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I love this show. By the way, I actually think there's an Adrian Lake. There's a small town, isn't there, not a million miles away, called Adrian. I bet there's a lake there. Do you remember what I wore to the studio one night? <laughs> yes. In the town of Adrian, they have a wrestling team. And you managed to find in a thrift shop a t-shirt that said... Adrian Wrestling. Of course it did. <laughs> and there was two 14-year-olds 
wrapped in each other's arms. Wrestling about. Wrestling about. I still yeah. think there's some odd things about people that want to do that, I have to say. But I like sport. I just think that's a little strange. Here we go. How many bicycles a year are pulled from the rivers and canals of Amsterdam? <gasps> oh. There we go. Really? Yeah. And Michelle has an extra bonus of being living there at one point in her life, of course. Yes. I've been to Amsterdam. 13,750. I'm going to have to write this down. 13,700 and what? 52. 52. Can ah. you be more specific? No. You're going to go with that, are you? Your choice, Michelle Corrie, is to go higher or lower bicycles pulled every year from the rivers in Amsterdam. I want to know how this is fair, by the way. How is this fair? I have to pick one number and she gets every other number. Wow. Yes, but if she goes higher... And there's an infinite amount of numbers higher. Exactly. And if she goes lower and there's 13,751 of those. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, on the next one, you can go second. How's that? <laughs> this is Morris, by the way, who's leading 3-0 at the moment. Yeah. That's right. Every week. I'm doing great, Heather. <laughs> do you think. I was just curious. What you have to do is sit down and realize that Michelle needs help. Oh. This is where we are. What are you going with, higher or lower? Lower. She's wrong. Oh. <laughs> it's 15,000. You were 1,248 out, Miss oh. Morris. But you are now on five. And Michelle, who gets an easier run of things, is on a duck egg. <laughs> <sighs> Please be careful. Smoking pot, though, can lead to... Um, Bicycling? Um, I've forgotten. <laughs> can't remember. <laughs> Amsterdam's like the Tour de France. Just lots of people on drugs riding bikes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I need to ring the inappropriate bell. We are also saying happy birthday today to Nancy Sinatra, who was born on this very day in Jersey City. Who is it? New York. Famous for singing, these boots are made for walking. Don't care. Who is it? Nancy Sinatra. Nope. Frank Sinatra's daughter. Ugh. So for the very first time... The history of MQTA Radio. I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts about... Frank Sinatra. Boots. Boots. Well oh. done, Morris. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. I win. Winning. <laughs> Have you noticed if the answer's left, Michelle goes right. If the answer's no, the question's what? Start Blue. again. Blue. <laughs> and that proves my point. Yes. In the US... Women own an average of how many pairs of boots and shoes? There, average 15. US. There'll be very rich people and there'll be very poor people. Fifteen. An average of fifteen. Yes. The average woman has fifteen pairs of boots or shoes. Granted, that's more than I have, but yes. In the class, I've seen your feet. I'm amazed you can get anything to fit them. To be honest, I tried on your shoes. I bet you was a good swimmer when you were younger, weren't you? I'm still a good swimmer. Climb trees as well. Michelle Corey. <laughs> I did 30. 30. You've actually won some points. Woo! You've decided to go higher. It was, in fact, a 19, the average woman. Oh, for crying. <gasps> I was closer. You're such a booger. This is terrible. Cinderella, living proof that a new pair of shoes can change your life. <laughs> if you dream about shoes, Michelle, she's put her head down. It's time for Nanai. She's flushed the squirrel down the toilet. It's yep. no longer bothering her. Nope. She's had a gin and tonic. She's snoring away. This is Michelle in the distance, snoring away. She's dreaming about Hold shoes. on a tick. I'm still on the I pick 15, she pick 30. Michelle's closer. That's right. 
<laughs> There's no pulling the wool over your eyes, is there? You see how this show works? Five years it's taken. Huh? Five years. Please That's work. right. Michelle's closest. <laughs> You're learning valuable life lessons. More drink. Don't forget we're metric in Europe and you're imperial over here. It makes such a difference. Oh, good God. <sighs> Michelle Corrie's dreaming about shoes. She's having a nightmare. She can see them coming towards her. What does it mean? If you had a psychologist in the room right now, what does it mean? Travel. If you're dreaming about shoes. You're thinking travel, are you? Yes. What are you going to go with, Michelle Corrie? What are you dreaming shoes about? Death. Death. I can't give the points away. It's feeling very grounded and having a high level of self-esteem, apparently. Can I help you feel grounded? You can help me feel grounded. Would you like a higher level of self-esteem? <laughs> very punchy tonight, aren't we? Do you not think a bit spiky? The awkward moment when you're wearing Nikes and can't do it. <laughs> I love this show Mm-mm. in Europe imagine you're in Europe it's the 16th and 17th centuries you've got your rough you're walking the dog you're going you through the nut- your what? your rough what's that? what's rough? <laughs> it's a <laughs> dog rough rough <laughs> there you go I had a dyslexic pig once that was looking for ruffles it's true oh. 17th century yeah you've got heels on your shoes and only the men were allowed to wear heels Back in the 16th and 17th. They were about poofy, weren't they? They were a little effeminate compared yeah. to our they had like a... era of NASCAR, baseball, drinking beer and burping. And they'd always kind of cough a little bit and they'd have a hanky. And... <laughs> you know why they'd cough a little bit? Because there was raw sewage running down the streets, cholera and, and everything. snuff. Yes, <laughs> and they'd have a little potpourri to hold under their nose to get rid of the stench of the working classes. <laughs> That's why they were always coughing. They were a bit whiffy. They, no, the, everything else was whiffy. No one barked. They didn't wash their clothes. There was open sewage running down the street. Which is why they needed hills and stilts. That's right. Hills and stilts. One of the best double acts of the Victorian era. Yes. I love it. Yeah, Go Mutt on. and Jeff, Benson and Hedges. There was a whole series of double acts. I just want to know what colour their hills were. They were only allowed to wear one colour hill. It was the men. 16th century Europe. What was that colour? White. Higher or lower, Michelle? Red. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is red. Michelle wins more points. Are you happy with that or are you saying that red's close to white? It doesn't matter. I'll hit you later. Wow. I have enough clothes and shoes. I don't need to go shopping, said no woman ever. On this day in 1968, Gary Puckett, and the Union Gap released the single Lady Will Power. Gary Puck, it is, of course, one of the things I shout out when I stub my toe or tread on a Lego brick. Okay. Gary Puckett. Fukushima's the other one. Gary Puckett, Fukushima. This is true. Born in Hibbing, Minnesota. Yeah. Famous for singing Young Girl. Young Girl, get out of my mind. Did they sing Bird? No. That was another group from Minnesota. Oh. You're going to get everyone at home now singing that. I know. It's already in there. (laughs) Gary Puckett's a really nice guy. If you go on YouTube, there's series of videos of him singing to people that have terminal cancers and are dying. And he goes around and sings to them. It was one guy's dying wish to have Gary Puckett singing to him with a guitar. I can't think about that right now. I'm thinking about the bird. 
Okay. Well, I've moved on. I know everybody knows about the bird. I understand. (laughs) I'm going to give you the bird in a minute. Have you heard? I have heard. (laughs) I just want to read for you a little bit there. Gary Puckett and the Union Gap, 1968. Yeah. I'm just going to read the lyrics like Shakespeare. Is it? To young girl. Mm. With all the charms of a woman, you've kept the secret of your youth. You led me to believe you're old enough to give me love. That's a bit pedo-y, isn't it? And now it hurts to tell the truth. Beneath your perfume and your makeup, you're just a baby in disguise. It is pedo-y. And now you know that it's wrong to be alone with me. That come on look. Definitely pedo-y. Is in your eyes. Wow. And that's what I told the judge and I'm sticking to it. Simplistic times. Different times. Gary Puckett is the legend. So for the first time in the history... Of MQTA Radio. I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts about... Hibbing. Girls. The Union Jack flag. Oh, oh, so close. The flag of my nation. What state flag has the Union Jack actually on it? First one just shouted out wins. Australia. That's a state, is it, of America? (laughs) Was geography something that happened to other people at school? What you're doing for all of our European listeners is fulfilling stereotypes right now. What state in America has the Union Jack flag on it? Australia. Well, Georgia. You're going to go to Georgia. We did own Georgia for a while. That is true. Miss Morris, you get the South advantage. South Carolina. It's Hawaii. It's Hawaii. Hawaii. You're all miles and miles away. How many countries around the world actually have the Union Jack as part of their flag? I'm just going to throw it out there. Michelle, you can go first because Miss Morris is always complaining. How many countries have the Union Jack, the British flag, as part of their own flag? Six. You're going to go with Seven. six. <gasps> You're winning, Miss Morris. It is 23. Oh. Lots of countries around the Commonwealth, of course. <laughs> the biggest ones would be Australia and New Zealand. Miss Morris, you climb up to a very hefty, resplendent Aboriginal. Seven. Yeah. Why do you see the Union Jack on everything from umbrellas to panties to T-shirts and cushions? Because it's cool. It is cool. Cool Britannia. Because it's groovy. It's groovy, baby. Oh, behave. Yeah. You hairy like animal. <laughs> go, baby. Very, very good. Go. Now, you're saying the Union Jack flag is on everything from umbrellas to cushions and T-shirts. Because it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool to be British. It's yeah, the right. Beatles. Fish and chips. Everybody the loves queen. the accent. Everybody loves the people. It's there cool. is a reason. Would you like to know what that is, Michelle? Are you going to jump in and have a guess? No, I want to know what it is. There is no code of conduct surrounding the Union Jack like most oh. other countries around the world. So it can be reproduced in its original form or merchandise and memorabilia. If you see the United States Stars and Stripes replicated on merchandise and memorabilia, it is in fact illegal. You cannot Are you serious? do that. Absolutely, 100%. That's why you see the Union Jack on everything from tea towels, t-shirts, biscuit tins, hats, but panties and it. cushions. And you don't get to see, unless it's illegal, the full version. You can use bits of it and it can be distressed and moved around. But what, you cannot, like the color blue? Yes, but you cannot use the stars on stripes. And other countries have that in place as well. But in Britain, we do not. You That's leave good the advertising. Show. Absolutely, is it? We'll bring them all over to Britain. Yeah. That was then, but this is now. 
Oh, good. We move to our favourite part of the show. That's Yay! the mailbag. Yay! We loves the mailbag. Each week, we love to read out your letters, your comments, anything you'd like to say on Facebook. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, you can write to us. Cynthia in California posted, Friday's show was one of the funniest ever. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone. Aww. Thanks, Cynthia. Aww. Cynthia. She then goes on to say, I'll take a can of wine anytime. Right on. <laughs> you there may have the reason, the raison d'etre. I'm sure the French have a word for that. The reason why it was so funny was the can of wine. Cynthia, of course, was listening first at 10 p.m. on Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. So catch us first, Friday nights, 10 o'clock, the Dark Matter Digital Network with 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. You read out, just before we came on air, some of the countries that were listening to this show last week. Do you just want to give us a flavour of one or two of those? I thought it was very interesting. America's always first, of course. Britain where we can put our Union Jack flag on underwear, bras, and many other things. But coming in number three was... Ireland. I know. Ireland. Number four was Canada. Number five, which was surprising to me, and you have to understand a lot of these second and third and fourth and fifth people, they're all very close. They're not people, they're entire countries listening. Yeah, so we've got Canada, we've got South Africa. (gasps) Wow. Australia. Hi, Hi, Tanya. Tanya. Japan, they understand my accent. Of course they do. Yes, they don't speak English, but they tune in. I've got great fans. You have, in Japan. (laughs) Oh, I got the great fan. Yes, you're big in Japan. (laughs) Yes. Tonight. Uh, Also, Spain. Chalupa. I will give you... Chalupa Capra. Chupa Chups. I will give you 10 points if you can tell me who's saying big in Japan. Straight off the bat. There are mm. 10 glorious, rounded, splendid points. When you're big in Japan tonight. No, I like the song. Don't know. German band. No, I'm going to have to give it to you. Everyone, Falco. Everyone at home. <laughs> Falco. Everyone at home is shouting out the answer. Morris is now looking it up. Pretending she's not looking it up on her computer. <laughs> before you get the answer, it's Alphaville. Afroville. Afroville, yes. (laughs) Well, anyway, Spain's coming in at number eight. New Zealand. So we are big there as well. And uh, last but not least, Mexico. (gasps) (gasps) That's Native American, isn't it? That's when you're charging... A fault no, somewhere that's in after the... I've had a jalapeno. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, like, just as you've had one or like 10 hours later? <laughs> Both. Wow. PJ posted, ever since I found this show, I can't imagine Friday nights without all of you. Aww. It's like a visit from good but warped friends. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I never get anything from that date. Tom in Maryland then added, Warped is good. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Tom and BJ. Thanks, guys. Warped is good. Mm. Robin, our good friend in Massachusetts. She's written, I had to listen several times last week because there was no way Michelle and Heather could possibly get the Marilyn Monroe age question wrong. Adrian actually said 1926. Was her birth year before asking what age she would be? <laughs> Michelle and Heather, what are you doing? I, you let him trick you. I have an explanation for that. You didn't do maths at school? 
can of wine. Yes, I was about to say can of wine. And the fact that neither of you are listening. And we had Fuki. It makes me laugh that I can actually get away with this stuff. I find this amusing. It makes me laugh. If one other person out of the 100,000 people that are listening to their show picks up on that, then that joke was well worth it. It it makes me laugh. It makes me smile. Yes. Robin posted that on Facebook. Again, if you wish to write to us any of your comments, tell me which part of the show you like. Tell me which part of the show you don't like, and I'll send those to my mother. But Robin posted on Facebook more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, you have 6,100 followers on there. John has written, did I hear this right? Video of the Not For Your Mother segment will be made available to Patreon subscribers if the $100 an episode threshold is reached. Anything you'd like to add to that, Miss Morris? Yes, we've decided Monkey Boy was going to do it if it makes it. Can Nathan do those things? Is he technically minded? Yes, all he has to do is push a button. Wow, I think he can capable of doing that. Yes, yes. I've seen him trying to get his garage doors open. I am tempted if we ever, ever reach the $500 mark per episode. We're going up to 500 now, are we? No, no, no. I'm saying we'll have the whole dang thing, including pre-show, show, and post-show put up on Patreon if we ever get up to 500 an episode. Do you think it's wise to show our listeners what we do 25 I minutes before the show goes on? I think they would have a laugh. I think they would have a laugh. Just to give them a flavour of what takes place before we go on air. It's rock music, isn't it? Oh, for at least a half hour. We're dancing. I'm playing air guitar. Yes. Screaming to the top of my lungs, <laughs> jumping singing. around. You're dancing. It's oh. all 80s rock music, isn't it? It's all Duran Duran. Air drums, air guitar. ACDC. Making eyes at each other, sticking our tongues out. It's fabulous. It gets the juices flying before the show starts. Gets the adrenaline pumping through the veins. If they want to help Nathan with a job, we'll throw him in the corner. He can push the button and you can see him. You're going to unchain him, are you? I'm going to make sure he's well fed before we unchain him. I'm going to let him loose if he hasn't eaten. Nathan, loincloth at $500 mark? (laughs) I think that was a yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we'll get it out of him. Don't worry. (laughs) Loincloth at $500. Did you ever think, Nathan, when you were studying for your PhDs and you were studying at law that you'd get $500 for appearing on a podcast in a loincloth? No. <laughs> we are currently sitting at uh, the halfway mark. So if we make it another $50 per episode, yes. then if we'll you go share, ahead and do that. Why don't you share that? If you're listening to the show, why don't you share that we're on Patreon and for extra $50? And we're very close to doing that. We will actually air the show as a podcast and we'll film that and we'll film the Not For Your Mother for section. For the patrons, yeah. For the patrons. We'll make that happen. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, you can donate a single dollar. For the show. Martin, of course, our good friend in New York. Martin! One of our patrons. We have a lot of our friends on there. And I will perhaps read out next week some of the patrons. How about we go through a list and read some of them We And we do have quite a few new ones. So thank you for that. Yes. Why don't you share that with everybody and uh, promote what you're doing. If you're listening to the show right now, whether it be on SoundCloud or live on Dark Matter Digital Network, why don't you share that on your social media sites and say that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world and that you're having a great time. Randy, also in Massachusetts, we're very popular on the East Coast, aren't we? Posted, thanks for accepting me. Just discovered your show on the Dark Matter Digital Network. You guys are really funny and crazy. Yes. (laughs) We'll listen to more of your shows soon. 
<laughs> I've directed him to SoundCloud. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. That's all of our right. shows for the last five years are on there for absolutely free. So if you've got a long car mm-hmm. journey, if you like binge listening to shows, if you're cutting the grass, if you're working out in the gym, walking the dog, you can go to soundcloud.com, MQTA Radio, for free. Our last five years worth of shows. And if you're listening now, why don't you press the little orange love heart, show how much you love the show. And don't forget, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we will record on video called Not For Your Mother. It's the part of the show that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. But when we search through all of our stories of the week, when we go through all of our research, we find stories of a sexual nature mm. full of intrigue, innuendo, no windows. filth, Feel dirty. naughtiness. Naughty. But we can't read them out. So we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. As soon as we finished at the top of the hour, we say in the studio and you can access that if you go to SoundCloud. And some people say that's the best part of the show, which when they we do. let ourselves, <laughs> well, we've just done all the show. We finished the show. We relaxed. You've had a few. We let Nathan loose. Cans of wine. Yeah. Nathan's <laughs> running around the studio like a little French boy who's had too much sunny delight. <laughs> and he's on a field trip and he's overly excited himself. <laughs> it's all on there. You're laughing because you know that's true. <laughs> Finally. Doyle, who's in Texas, Yay, hey, Texas. Oh, has Texas. written, Adrian, I thoroughly enjoy your radio program and your jokes remind me of some of the content that used to escape from the mouths of my teenagers when I was a school teacher. <laughs> He's now comparing us to teenage humor in school. He didn't say anything about us. He said you. you. <laughs> yes, that's right. 100%. He says it's very funny indeed. No, that's us. Yeah. Oh, Wow. <laughs> That flipped around quickly, didn't it? <laughs> yep. <sighs> the teenage jokes is you. I'm entertained. Nathan's laughing. He's enabling me. He just wants a bag of peanuts. Doyle has also had a few health issues recently, so our healing and prayers yeah, are sent to him from the MQTA team. You can join our Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have a hundred thousand listeners on there and if you're interested in finding a really great summary don't take my word for it go to amazon see all the fabulous reviews for my books if you're into ghosts hauntings history being psychic go on amazon search for adrian lee one of my books how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about healers mediums and paranormal investigators is also on there as well now this was very successful last week so now it's time for one of Dr. Nathan Bush's oh, fascinating God. random facts if you play. Oh, if you pick a kangaroo's tail off of the ground, it cannot jump. Wow. You leave Is this that show. True? Yes, I yeah. tried it. I was at Como Park Zoo. I'm not allowed back. It works with rock wallabies as well, apparently. Let's try it at the rent fair. I'm game. There was a kangaroo and a rock wallaby. At the Ren Fair that tried to stare me out. Yep. It was muscular. It'd been working out. It'd been on the roids. I've never seen a kangaroo so large. Yes. But he gave did... me the eye all the way round. I was yeah, scared. Yeah, guy. He mm-hmm. did. You look like you want to add to that fascinating fact. Mm, no. We enter the first round. That is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Michelle's on four. I'm yet to score. 
And Miss Morris, despite saying that the game's rigged and there's cheating taking is place, is actually in the lead with a rather magnificent kangaroo jumping seven. Should be bigger. Coronation <laughs> Street, Sue Nichols reckons the soap's famous cobbles are haunted. The actress who plays Audrey Roberts in the ITV soap is convinced she can feel the presence of her old castmates on set. She told the Daily Star, I still see them now and again. I look around the set and I'm constantly thinking about the ones that have lived behind those doors. It's wonderful. Stars who have passed away during Audrey's time on the soap have included Anne Kirkbright as Deirdre Barlow and Liz Dawn and Bill Tarney who played Jack and Vera. This isn't the first time Coronation Street has been linked with supernatural sightings. Back in January, viewers thought they'd spotted a spooky shadow lurking behind Eileen Grimshaw. Eileen was sat talking to murderer Pat Thieland at her house when the dark apparition appeared in the staircase from the background. Even though there was an illuminated table lamp in front of the banisters, the wall behind it seemed strangely black. Taking to Twitter, one eagle-eyed fan said, What's the shadow passing Eileen's stairs? The viewer then joked it could be the ghost of character Elsie Tanner, who played by actress Pat Phoenix on and off from Corrie's launch in 1960 until 1984. Scared of the ghost on Coronation Street or a spirit I'd like to meet? You can decide for yourself if you go to my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. You can see the story and the photographs in full. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I may have to ask Michelle because she's from the area with a little help with this one. So I'll ask you a question in a second, Michelle. Okay. She's done really well on questions so far. She should be in luck. You are evil. 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 A family in Redwood Falls. This story has been going crazy on the internet. Uh, Well, a family in Redwood Falls, Minnesota, has apparently been waiting decades to finally speak their piece about their mom. This is evil. And this happened, uh, what, 40 miles away from us? Yes. And it has made the globe. Yes, I read about this in the Daily Mail newspaper in Britain and the Mm. Sun. And I couldn't believe when I was reading it in British newspapers that the town this took place in it's just down the away. road yeah. from me. Well, an obituary for an 80-year-old Kathleen Demlo ran in Redwood Falls Gazette on Monday. The obituary starts well enough, stating her date of birth, parents, marriage, and children. Then it takes a turn, or the worse, I might say. In 1962, this is the obituary, Kathleen became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle Demlo, and moved to California, the obituary read. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents in Clements. Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Schunk. I think that's right, Schunk, maybe? Kathleen's family does not appear to have forgiven her because the obituary ends with this. She passed away on May 31st, 2018, in Springfield, and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. Lovely. Is this that has not been remo- I have to say that I discovered, I went onto the Redwood Falls Gazette page, and I've been on the front page yeah. several times of the Redwood Falls Gazette for my right? UFO sightings and the ghost hunting I've done in the area. They've now removed this. They've taken yeah, it down. Yeah, they did. I saw that. I think so much world news is suddenly coming to Redwood Falls. They don't know which way's up. They have been bombarded. 
I'm amazed the editor allowed that to happen because the editor of the newspaper it did it did say that it was a paid obituary well even so, so... In, in britain there's very subtle ways of discussing people like writing a, a reference for someone for a job where you putting subtle phrases if you know the word you can understand what's taking place right i know there might be some hard feelings but that is that is pretty pretty harsh i think a mum has told of her terror after scrolling through her smartphone and finding a picture of her fast asleep in bed. That is so bunk. It's wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here we go. God. I got my first sentence out this time. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can now, wherever you are in the world, Have take you seen that picture? a shot. Yes, it's a picture of a woman sleeping in bed. No, it's not a picture of a woman sleeping in bed. You can see her eyes slit like this. Yes, like she, said she, s- she says she sleeps with her eyes open. Oh, whatever. The camera is so far away from her, she couldn't have taken it unless it was on a delay. Whatevs. Deborah Dimitru claims the blurry snap was taken when she was home alone and her house was locked. Taken from the foot of the bed, it shows her with her eyes half open and the covers tucked over her chin. That's convenient. The stay-at-home mum insists her Samsung S7 was under her pillow when she fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And it was there when she woke up hours later. Deborah from Bentham, Newcastle, said she discovered the photo while scrolling through the pictures from the night before. She said there was nobody else in the house at the time. I was completely freaked out. She said her eldest son left for work 45 minutes before the picture was taken and her other son was at his dad's. The house was locked, untouched from the night before. Why are you reading this? And there was no signs of a break-in, she added. Deborah said... I know you shouldn't, but my phone had been under my pillow. Have you seen the other pictures of her trying to get attention? It was still there the next morning. I held down the picture to see the movement. And you could see both my arms are by my side. It couldn't have been a selfie. This is me with a glass of wine. Mm. This is me posing by a mirror. This is me. This is terrible. And my eyes are half open. If someone else had been in the room, I'm sure... I would have noticed She was focusing with her eyes half open. I'm absolutely convinced nobody else was in the house. Let me punch her. The eerie snap. (laughs) She's feisty this evening. (laughs) You've got to love Minnesotan women, haven't you? Yes. They cut a cordial wood in the morning and give birth in the afternoon. That's right. The eerie snap has left her full of dread. This poor woman can't leave the house now. Paranormal investigator Sammy Rawlinson has examined the image and admits it's spooky. It's suspicious. The Stockton psychic added, spirits do things to get our attention. If someone has passed in the last year, it could be them trying to get her attention. Deborah has lost both parents, but not that recently. Hold on. So spirits are trying to get her attention by levitating her phone and taking a picture of her with her eyes half open. I know, it's incredible, isn't it? The things the paranormal world gets up to. However, she admits this isn't the first time something strange has happened to her. Pictures from her son's last birthday contained, according to a clairvoyant, ghosts of deceased family members. Mm -hmm. But Deborah isn't sure, and she isn't sure how this picture was taken. Really? Pals have told her to go to the police for peace of mind, but so far, she's resisted. Oh, yeah. But she hopes by making the picture public, someone will be able to give her the Attention. 
<laughs> and the answer is no. Bunk. <laughs> bunk picture of the dead or spooky picture in my bed. Or she's crazy in the head. I don't know how the picture. <laughs> this poor woman. I bet she's glad. Isn't it a small world? I'm sorry, I'm feisty. I understand that. I've moved further away for fear of having things thrown at me. No No one is safe. That's eminent. I don't know how a picture of a twig and berries ended up on my phone. It must be a ghost. God. I shall give myself ten points. I am now on a remarkable runaway lead of... Well well done. Yay! Ten points! Yay! Oh, man. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of goats and bunk? <laughs> Baby's teddy bear moves its head in terrifying footage. Terror. Mm-hmm. Hank and Hannah Squires spotted the youngster playing with a toy inside her cot and decided to film. But the toddler can be seen turned over, facing the other way, appearing to be preparing to fall asleep. The pair quickly noticed their baby would not close her eyes, and a closer review of the footage seems to reveal why. The teddy bear, in the background, appears to move on its own accord as the child seems to be scared by the whole event. Hannah said, I saw on her baby monitor that our daughter was laying in bed, happily playing to herself, so I videoed from my phone because I thought it was so cute. Later, when I showed the video to my husband, he noticed how cold it was in her room. And then he panicked as he noticed the bear behind her eerily moves its neck to look at her. It had us both really baffled. We shared the video with our friends on social media, and it quickly created a lot of buzz, but no one can agree on how it happened. I can't believe that you read the whole of that story out without being interrupted by Miss Morris. I just thought I'd share that for you. There was not a single B word. I was word. getting a drink. You were getting a drink. There was no B word. There was no bell. Oh, it's a bunk bear. It's yeah. a bunk bear. Bunk bear. Bunk. If you are playing the bell, bunk and snort drinking game, wherever you are in the world, you can now take another shot. If you wish to see the picture of the bear for yourself, the video bunk footage bear. is available. <laughs> if you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, ghostly teddy bear, or... I don't care. Hurrah! Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? At the end of the round, that is ghosts and hauntings. Michelle is on six. I am on 12. And Miss Morris is in second place with a rather nice 007. We move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. The headline reads, New Loch Ness Monster Footage Surfaces. Ian O'Farhagen from Donegal captured the video from a webcam that overlooks the famous Scottish Loch. The hospital clerical worker often checks the webcam feed to see if he can spot anything was shocked when he noticed an unusual object moving through the water. I couldn't believe my eyes, he said. I just started recording it on my phone. I just followed it. It was very unusual. It was certainly something big. It dived down and up again and dived and then disappeared. It was not a boat. It was not a log. I would say it was Nessie. I believe in Nessie, but not as a plesiosaur, but as something that's evolved in Loch Ness over thousands of years. 
Gary Campbell, keeper of the official register of sightings at Loch Ness, was particularly impressed by the sheer length of the footage. See, that's woman in bed again, isn't it? In Newcastle taking pictures of herself. (laughs) Given that most Nessie videos last for only a few seconds. As far as Nessie footage goes, this is a feature film, he said. Normally, you only get videos of one or two seconds. It is remarkable in its length and again shows the increased sightings of Nessie from the internet. Clearly, it is something that dives in and out of the surface with the water splashing and reflections. It is unexplained. The object would be no larger than 20 feet. There is something there on the video that is clearly moving. A log in the water or things ain't how they alter. See what I did there? Log in the water, but fire in the skies. I shall give myself two points. I'm on a rather remarkable 14 for being a little bit informative and somewhat fun. What have you got for me tonight in the round of Green Men and Hairy Beasties? 81-year-old David Harding was mortified to discover what looked like a dead shark in a large test tube. Harding, who had been on a a trip... Merry Christmas! Yes. Just what I wanted! A dead shark in a big test tube. Yep. So Harding, who had been on a trip to Blackpool, returned home at 4pm on Friday and was getting out of his car when he noticed that someone had left an unusual object on the wall next to his driveway. I had been dancing in Blackpool with my lady friend Delia. Is that the best English accent you've got? Yeah, I can do it. And I that doesn't stop you with off. the other ones. Yeah, but you do a black puddlian accent. A black puddlian. Listen yes. to my black puddlian accent. And I dropped her <laughs> off at her place in Haswell and returned home to Liverpool around 4 p.m. So that must be a wild afternoon out. Woo! He said, I got out of the car and I saw... A com- Michelle's easily pleased. <laughs> I saw that confronting me. I was angry at first. I didn't like it, but I phoned Delia and she was laughing. It is funny. Delia is the name of the shark, is it? I think so. He's given it a name. The mysterious item is comprised of a transparent plastic water-filled tube with what looks like some sort of dead shark inside it. A yellow sticker on the outside reads, Lanzarote Souvenir. (laughs) Lanzarote, if you've ever been there. (laughs) Well, the Spanish island of Lanzarote, or Lanzarote, or something like that. Lanzarote. Yeah, it does happen to have an aquarium. However, it seems unlikely. (laughs) Their aquarium. Dead sharks for sale. (laughs) Look, mum, can I have one of them dead sharks in a test tube? No, that's three bucks, son. You can't have that. You've run out of pocket money. It's unlikely that it is in the business of selling dead specimens in test tubes as souvenirs. Can you imagine going to a zoo and getting dead animals as a gift? Mum, can I have a dead llama? How are we going to get that in the car? Choose something smaller like that rock wallaby. Look, lift it up by the towel. It's not even jumping. Exactly. (laughs) How it ended up in Mr. Harding's driveway continues to remain a total mystery. Dead shark in a large test tube or the man's a boob. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, I shall give Miss Morris two points. She's now on a rather large, fun-themed starfish sea and enemy rock pool of nine. We move into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. These are stories from around the world that don't fit easily into any other category, but are too good not to read out. This is proof of time travel, apparently. In the United States, a widow is baffled by a mysterious breaking. 
Time Traveller claims aliens are already living on Earth. The woman named only as Kathy alerted police after she suspected there was someone else in her house with her, taking pictures of her while she was asleep. Mm. During the mysterious recording, the US widow said she was convinced someone was in her bathroom. Kathy told the officers <laughs> over the phone, I think someone just broke into my house. <laughs> oh no. Oh God, I can't find him. He might have broken something in the bathroom and got hurt. Let's hope he didn't slip in the shower like last week. Officers over the phone. Yeah, you see where we're going. You won't get that shower head back. I don't want it back. Officers over the phone then warned the widow not to enter the bathroom. Kathy, however, ignored the advice she was given and entered. She found a man laying in the bathtub. She said, I think he's asleep, but there's blood and he's naked. Oh, my God. Sounds like a Saturday night out for Michelle. Yeah. Then she saw who was in the bathtub. Kathy couldn't believe the person was allegedly a younger version of her husband. She added, he's my husband, but he died in 2001. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's not, he's not, he's not him, but he has the same tattoo. He's younger. He's much younger. Like when we first met. Wow. She's been on the source. This is a woman. She phones the police. There's a break-in in her house. She claims someone has stumbled into the bathroom. She breaks in. There's a man lying in the bathtub. He's covered in blood. He's got the same tattoos as her husband and looks exactly like a, a younger version of her husband who died in 2001. Wow. If you wish to see this story, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee, traveller in the bath, or you're having a laugh. You decide for yourself. That's the start of a science fiction book. I could take that story and now write 85,000 words to back that up. That's incredible. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of S&B? Ooh, a Plymouth man is making jewellery. Oh, oh, what? Your birthday's yeah. coming up. I'll make you a spot of jewellery. What would you like? We're not in sure, entirely sure what to think, but it's sure to get people talking. Bizarre Plymouth student Jack Devaney has and is already taking the world by storm with his taxidermist talents. He's a master at turning dead rats into pencil cases, stationary kit, and has even turned a dead rabbit into a toaster. A dead rabbit toaster. Mm, yeah, it's really fast. Now he's taking things <laughs> up This toast tastes hoppy. Further. Yeah. That's terrible. Mm. I don't want a pair of dead rat slippers. Well, the cat would never leave me alone. I'd be running around the house with the cats following me. And I'd be running up and down the stairs like this. Wacky Jack has come up with an imaginative, grim, some might argue, way of reusing tiny scraps of rat testicle skin what? so none of it rat ends testicles. up in the bin. He's using rat's testicle skin. That's not covering yes. more than a postage stamp, I'm guessing. I don't know. What's he doing with rat testicle skin? Well, he made cute pendant necklaces, and then you pop them open, and inside you'll find a cute furry slice of scrotum. Lovely. Oh. Isn't Rat Scrotum yeah. the drummer for the damned? Yes. Oh. It would be. I think so. Yeah, the I'm University right. of Plymouth Creative believes that he they'll be making a perfect present for any loved one and serve as a reminder to partners not to play away. 
Especially if you're carrying a scrotum around your neck. I'm no expert. I think eighth wedding anniversary gift, you get tin, cotton, copper. I think rat's testicles comes in eighth, doesn't it? No. So if you're coming it's five. Up, it's five. It's five. Is it? I stand corrected oh. in his orthopedic shoes. Jack already developed a cult following, and he believes a slightly disturbing accessory could be the ultimate lucky charm. I know I think that when I see rat testicles. I bought you some cufflinks, Granddad. Mm. Like catkins. Explaining the reasoning behind his latest hilarious idea on the YouTube channel, The World Around You, Jack said, I usually make rats into pencil cases as the pencil sharpener replaces the bum hole and most of the scrotum, it leaves me with a surplus scrotum. There's nothing worse, is there, than a surplus scrotum and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Bane of my life. I want to try to be as sustainable as possible, so I'd like to no longer waste these scrotums. I've often said that. Yes, yes. I'm wearing rat scrotum underwear as we speak. Do you yes. see the way I was walking around the room? Well, I wouldn't me. say they're furry and cute. Well, I'm wearing them inside out. <laughs> yeah. So I've been putting them in aside in a little bag. I've also said that. <laughs> whilst I think of something to do with them. I've also said that. Them. You went to Dairy Queen and said that, to be fair. I had a few smaller pieces. Also said that. So I wanted to use them up. Also said that. So here is a silver plated pendant with a small scrotum within it. And I have that. Wow. Huh. I Who love knew? Who? My sister would be pleased. Scrotes my totes. Scrotes my totes. <laughs> or tote my scrotes. All of your Christmas present needs catered for in one big Ratfield scrotum bag of love. I shall give you points. You're now up to a very wondrous double integer of two rat scrotums and you are at 11 points. Michelle, what have you got for me in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? A small lake in the village of Gerbinowski in southwestern Russia turned a dark crimson shade suddenly. Authorities have been alerted amid fears it could contaminate the water supply. Locals have now blamed a nearby sugar factory for the transformation. The factory has been operating for the past 160 years and has been linked to environmental issues in the past according to local media reports. Internet users have given their views of the bizarre scene. A user wrote, Guys, you should use it as a financial opportunity. You should quickly get a contact for filming horror movies and cash in while you can. Wow. If anyone wishes to see this, they can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee, Fake Red River of Blood, or Heaven's above we're now leaping to the round that we call not for your mother these are the stories from around the world that we can't read out on air for fear of getting a fine or being removed it means you found us on one of our platforms so thank you for being tech savvy i bet you can even operate your own tv and video you are resplendent why don't you share what you're currently listening to if you're listening on soundcloud or itunes or tuning radio or brussels sprouts why don't you copy and paste your links and say that you're listening to the only paranormal quiz radio show anywhere in the world. Make sure your mother's not in the room. Make sure the kids are off to bed as we enter the round of Not For Your Mother. French Open cock-up sees officials brush lewd image into the clay ahead of Roland Garros Day 8. 
Roland Garros staff served up an almighty balls up ahead of today's play. While brushing the clay, three groundsmen accidentally draw a huge penis and testicles on the court as snappers watched on. How many times have you drawn a huge penis and balls by accident? I mean, it's almost a daily event. <laughs> it just happens. It just I was cutting the grass, officer. How many people that own a combine are currently in the fields of the Midwest doing a giant cock and balls like an Aerosmith yeah. video? It's all there. But fortunately, the offending image was quickly swept aside to spare their blushes. <sighs> Let's hope no one was left unseeded. Oh, I love this show. I love this show. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, a Brazilian woman who lived her entire life without a vagina. <gasps> what? Recently... I've lived my entire life without a vagina. Have you done the same, Nathan? Yes. There we go. Oh, that's because you have a large... Brain, intellect, sense of humor, head, ability for wit. Oh, head. There we go. There you go. Uh, well, she's lived her entire life without a vagina. Recently, she underwent life changing surgery to have one constructed out of fish skin. What? Yes. Fish skin? What, what gets fishy. into these people? It's a little fishy. Oh, my did, God. Did you see what I did there? Yeah. Jocelyn Marino, 23, became the first of four women to have neovaginoplasty in April of last year. Marino decided to have the reconstructive surgery after she learned at the age of 15 that she was born with a condition that left her with no cervix, uterus, or ovaries. I know, really bizarre, right? The procedure involved doctors creating a space between her vagina and anus in order to insert a mold. A mold. With fresh, I went with the, I went with a jelly mold, if that's okay. With freshwater tilapia. Freshwater, I can't no, eat. No, this is, no. Yes. Tilapia. Yes, yes, with tilapia. You're don't, lucky it's not shark skin. Don't buy it at your grocery <laughs> store. That's such like glass paper. You'd uh, wear it out. I'd end up with a stump and a handful of sand. Well, this is, tilapia is actually extremely plentiful in Brazil's rivers. Yes, it is. And the fish skin is used because once it becomes in contact with the patient's body, it acts similarly to stem cells and it is absorbed in the cellular tissues of the patient. So if they stick the tilapia skin in your vajayjay, it absorbs like a band-aid or something and I didn't know you were a medical woman. Yeah, I know. Well, so what you're telling me is if we sandpapered Nathan's head a little mm-hmm. bit, and then put some fish, lots of fish on it, yeah. within a week he becomes fish man and he's a giant at one. vagina head. He becomes a giant. <laughs> Think of the things we could make on there. Yes, yeah. I'm thinking of it. Yes. Uh huh. No. I'm growing my own vagina in aquarium. Nice. Eventually. <laughs> Well, man arrested at Minnesota Aquarium. Eventually, it transforms and creates walls of a canal similar to that of a natural, actual vagina. Six months after agreeing to the procedure, Marino was able to have sex for the first time with her boyfriend of over a year. Thank goodness, boyfriend. At first, it was very scared to do. Well, this is a foreign language, so let me translate. Excellent. Look at all this fish oil. No. It's high in omega-3. 
because she thought it was very scary to do because I thought it would hurt and I was worried I might damage the opening. But it was wonderful. And it was wonderful because every moment worked perfectly. There was no pain, just a great deal of pleasure and satisfaction and the smell of smoked fish. Everybody- <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. I led up to that. Thank you. Thank you. I feel sorry for the fish. He's swimming along. He's been told all his life in fish school, and there's lots of shrimp running around that used to be you know, atheists, but are now religious. They're prawn-again Christians. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll just let that hang there for a second. Yeah. Okay. And he's told, you know, when you die, you're going to go to fishy heaven. You'll be playing a harp. You'll get everything you want, fresh streams to swim in. You'll be able to see all your dead relatives. And he ends up having that happen to him. That's not ideal, is it? That's not fishy heaven. I don't know. Would you enjoy the fact that your skin becomes a vagina? I wouldn't want some bloke constantly nudging Poking me with his, with his carrot. No, that would be terrible. That wouldn't be my version of heaven. I think that would be just. You think that's just, do you? Yes. You think that if you do those things in your life that are bad, you'll end up being the skin of a woman's vagina, this is what you're saying. This yes. show goes in some very strange and bizarre places. I think that's where you're headed. Well, everything felt sensitive and Let's what so. I'm told is right and normal way because she didn't know because she's never had one before you mean she didn't explore other avenues no sounds a little fishy but you never know it was perfectly natural like the opening had always been there in her little fishy vagina it felt (laughs) so good to have something the majority of women take for granted i've never taken my vagina for granted no no, you've always cherished I've it. I've taken it shopping. Have you? You've taken it. <laughs> you took it to Como yeah, Park what Zoo. What did you buy it? What did you buy it? Toys. Oh. <laughs> this show's getting away from me by the minute. I feel like I've no control. I feel like a primary school teacher that's got thirty-five kids running around their room, and there's nothing they can do about it. Mm-hmm. Vaginal fish skin, or you must be joking, Michelle Corrie. What have you got for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? A man had a pen tip removed from his urethra after a sex act went horribly wrong. What kind of sex act involves a ballpoint pen? I just thought I'd share that with you. A wiener and a ballpoint pen. I understand what's happened, but you don't (laughs) sit there with your loved one and say, it's our anniversary tonight, sweetheart, we'll go out for a candlelit meal. We'll have roses and candles. Not very tasty, but lots of nourishment. We'll come home. We'll put on our Barry White LP. I'll get me <laughs> Sharpies out. I don't think there was another person involved. Oh, onanism. Yes. I've had some moments, but they've all been on my own. Mm. Yeah. The 55-year-old went to hospital with bleeding and difficulty weeing <sighs> two months. Two months. After. Weeing through a biro. It got Weeing stuck. through a ballpoint pen, like a rifle. It's the tip of the pen. It's the, the tip. cap, I'm assuming. In the same way that a small child rams things down their ears like crowns and they get yeah. stuck. Yeah. I've got a Barbie shoe wedged up my nose. I've got a crown stuck in my ear. Things that doctors see on a regular basis 
but he's done an exploration in a bored five minutes, a voyage of self-discovery, and he's lost his pen. Yep. Wow. But he didn't want to tell the doctors what had happened. No, he had to write it down Mm -hmm. for them. (laughs) He was referred to a urologist at King George Medical University in India for further testing. The unnamed man was originally diagnosed with urethra stricture. Urethra Franklin. Mm-hmm. Or a narrowing of the urethra. Doctors then had difficulty inserting a catheter to help the man pee, but the patient denied any history of local trauma, sexually transmitted diseases, drug abuse, or foreign body insertion. Scans later revealed a blockage in his urethra. Doctors put a camera up his urethra and discovered a pen tip was lodged in the tissue so high up it was pushing into his bladder. Oh, every man's crossed their legs. I don't mm. want to hear that. That's bad. Medics were able to pull the pen tip out through the tissue surrounding the urethra, and the man had to wee through a catheter for two weeks. One month later, the man was able to pee normally and admitted he put the pen in his penis for sexual gratification. You know the next person who comes along is chewing on the end of that pen as they're writing, right? You know that. That's taken place. Yeah. It makes you wonder what else he's done and got away with. Oof. <laughs> he has not had sex since the incident. No. no. Have you got a pen? Or what do you think of that then? You decide for yourself. You can go to our Facebook site. That video is actually on there. You can see the x-ray and mm. the part of the pen that came out. Hilarious footage has emerged which claims to show a fish clamped onto a swimmer's todger after he went skinny dipping. It's the tragic end to a nude swim that we all hope doesn't happen to us. In the eight second video, the man stands around while his friends laugh. One person appears to try and get the fish off. (gasps) Keep pulling, keep pulling. You'd need a large mouthed bass, wouldn't you? But the animal doesn't seem to want to move at all. Suspiciously, the man doesn't seem to be in pain, leading to doubts about the authenticity of the clip. Not all fish have teeth, do they? If it was a large-mouthed bass, you could get away with that. It'd be a bit rough. It's a little bit sandpapery, but you could get away with it. The man looks mildly unhappy. You'd be mildly unhappy, wouldn't you, standing on a beach naked, trying to tug a fish off your todger? The man looks mildly unhappy. That's very British, isn't it? Yes. I was mildly unhappy mm. that I lost my leg below the knee to cannon fire in the early start of the war. <laughs> Not nearly as upset as you would if the creature had teeth of any kind. Sun Online wasn't able to verify the clip, which was posted on LiveLeak, or the identity of the skinny dipper. But if it's real, hopefully he learned his lesson about swimming naked in the sea. Mine would be musky bait, or watch out, oh no, it's too late. There we go. If you wish to see the man standing around looking mildly unhappy, as onlookers see the fish stuck to the end of his todger, which would ruin you for skinny dipping for the rest of your life, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Corey, you have the last story of tonight's show. I feel like we're a little fish heavy tonight. I understand that. Yes, we are, we are heavy on the aquatics, aren't we, in tonight's show? This is a dramatic moment. Lifeguards dragged a blood-covered teenager out of the sea after his penis was ripped off by a shark. When fish do have teeth. <laughs> ah! When sharks go wrong. Wow. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> wow! Where did that come from? Miss Morris oh. just threw a shark 
But Michelle Curry said that is a hammerhead shark. It's a hammerhead. He's got choppers on him Ooh, as well. Look. Put your wiener in there. I'm not doing anything until <laughs> after the show. Where did you get a hammerhead shark from? Where did that come from? It was in my collection. So I love that. So guy. you're just sat there with random animals. You've got a stuffed, <laughs> yes, plushy hammerhead shark yes. next to you in your bag with real teeth that you yeah. just happen to bring with you. In case you've brought Just that to in the, case. every for the last five years, you've brought that with you in the hope you should see <laughs> the bag I have over here. Wow, candy gram. I can see. <laughs> I can't believe a hammerhead shark just flew across the room and hit Miss Corrie in the head. <laughs> what are the chances of that happening? Now? And you could watch this on mm. Patreon. Yes, yes, if you took us to the $100 threshold, you would see sharks flying across the room. <laughs> you jumped, didn't you? You literally I jumped. jumped. Yeah. That's me. I got a new chair. Nothing but nastiness. Yeah. Jose Ernesto de Silva died after oh, no. the shark attack. Well, that's less funny. Why didn't you I tell us that at the beginning? That I still think attack. it's funny. You think it's funny that a shark bit a man's willy off and he's now dead? Makes me happy. He bit more than that off. <laughs> mm, bit off more than he could chew. Yeah. Ding, ding. Which ding, happened ding. on Sunday ding, as ding, he ding, swam ding, ding, in the waters ding. off the Piede Beach near Recliff on Brazil's northeast coast. Mm, holiday. Yes, holiday. The shark struck just after lifeguards stationed on the beach told the 18-year-old to come closer to the shore. In the footage, lifeguards are seen jumping into the shark-infested waters to rescue Jose. Makes you want to go to Brazil, doesn't it? And go oh, swimming. yes. Or non-Jose. Mm, what's left of Jose? They drag him back onto the sand where he gasps for air as a helper holds his head and tells him to keep breathing. Hold on. If you just miss your willy, you're not going to die from your willy falling off. Well, he's missing more than his willy. I would also say to you that you would. Every major artery in your body goes well, through Well, Bobbitt's husband didn't. Well, they managed to get to a hospital in time to stem the bleeding, didn't they? Every major artery in your body goes through there, mate. If you lose that, a big jet of blood's hitting the ceiling. That's the first thing that's going to happen. Now oh. I know, and knowing's half the battle, G.I. Joe. <laughs> An ambulance rushed, rushed Jose to the hospital where he tragically died despite doctors' efforts to save him. Oh, God bless Jose. Yes. They've he... now made a pencil case out of his willy. Yeah. If you rub it, you can get more pencils in it. Probably. And a pen. He arrived unconscious with extremely extensive and very serious wounds. After surgery, which ended around 9.30 p.m., he was admitted into the ICU. He had lost a lot of blood, which was replaced, but he had hypovolemic shock and did not resist. Despite undergoing emergency surgery, his penis and femur were amputated by the bite what? of what... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just cut him in half, basically, yeah. didn't he? It's I still don't want to go swimming shark. in yeah. Brazil. They think it was a tiger shark. One you could get in a test tube? Those are supposed to be vicious bastards. I went swimming. I was swimming with tiger sharks in India. I told you these stories, didn't I? I was in India, in Goa, on the beach. Every morning I'd be out swimming with the dolphins. Two weeks later, the locals told me they were tiger sharks. I was trying to touch them and get close to them. They cut off your personality? They didn't touch anything, thankfully, but it was close. Jose was swimming with his brother and friends in deep waters near the shore in an area marked by signs warning of shark attack. 
You've only got yourself to blame. I've lost my Brazilian willy. Or don't be so silly. Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter. With the dead battery, who has tickets to go paddling and swimming in the red lakes of Russia covered in blood is Vlad Michel the Impaler Corrie. Heather Yay. Morris has crept into second place with a rather nice round large 11, but winning the resplendent first place prize of a $33,000 IR camera and a life supply of scrotum pencil cases is myself, who reached the dizzying hedonistic heights of 16. Do not fear, listener, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. You can also follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. If you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, if we reach the threshold of $100, we will be filming the round that is coming next, the round that we call Not For Your Mother. So if you tune into SoundCloud right now. Search for MQTA Radio. Drop everything you're doing. You will hear the round that is called Not For Your Mother, filled with filth, innuendo, and naughtiness that we can't possibly read out on air. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jaton Drainer, Michelle Corrie, and Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON, of Minnesota. Tonight's show is dedicated to the life of Chrissy Venables, a dear, dear friend who lost her life this week. The world is a lot sadder for your passing. You've been listening to More Questions and Answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal talk news, radio entertainment, the light before the darkness. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested. Interesting.